I could hear the crickets outside <laughs> your room. <laughs> what was that? That was me being a cricket. <laughs> no. Okay, here I go. Live from my bed, it's Die in Their Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Taylor and Haley Grace. Well, now we know who didn't get the job at SNL. <laughs> that was extremely rude. Was it? I'm sorry. Um. Well, yes. Uh, thank you for that intro, Haley Grace. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of You're Going to Die in There, an American Horror Story podcast. This week, we are continuing our journey through the Freak Show as we cover episodes three and four, Edward Mordrake, parts one and two. Um, and this is where the season starts to lose me. We're only four episodes in. Um, and this is where shit just really starts to go downhill. But we will get there. We will get there. Um, but first, we have a little bit of American Horror Story news in a section we like to call the Lana Winter Special. Equally reviled and celebrated, she is one of the most provocative and polarizing figures of our time. Lee Harris has agreed to an interview live on television. Welcome to the Lana Winter Special. So, speaking of Miss Winter's... Miss Sarah Paulson made some comments this past week on Watch What Happens Live that sent the AHS fandom into hysterics. Just hysterics, I tell you. She revealed that this season of American Horror Story might be her last not confirmed, <laughs> but it is possible that this season, Double Feature, could be the last that we see of Sarah Paulson. She might be making a Jessica Lange-style exit from the show. She's going and to escape. She's going to escape. Going to escape the cult that is Ryan Murphy. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, I mean, she said it so offhand too. Like Andy asked her, he, he was like, you know, like what's your like next project with Ryan Murphy? She's like, ah, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, this is you know, this like could be my last season of you know horror story. Like she said it as if there weren't going to be people who are like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Um, Record so yeah, we scratch will... noise here. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, okay, please never make that sound ever again. That sound? <laughs> Just in- insert it. Insert it? Okay, we'll make sure we insert it then. Um. <laughs> Record oh, scratch noise. I didn't know that Evan Peters went to the Emmys with his mom. Yeah, he took his parents. That? He thanked them. He's like... Uh, why you'd bring a kid here, I don't know, but thanks for doing it. That's so sweet. Oh, yeah, Evan Peters won an Emmy. So now we've got multiple Emmy winners, not for American Horror Story, but their own American Horror Story. He won for Mayor of Easttown alongside Kate Winslet, which I have not seen yet, but I heard he was very, very good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, back to Sarah possibly leaving the show. I mean, I don't think she's had the most fantastic role this season honestly i mean i saw on twitter where she's had so far like only 20 minutes of screen time like clearly she was more involved with impeachment while she was filming american horror story we love tuberculosis karen i mean i actually really like her i like the character i just don't think she's in enough of it um did you ever watch that episode I know what happens. I haven't watched it yet. See, we're we're off our kilter right now with watching Double Feature, so like we've kind of seen some of it, some of it we haven't seen, or I haven't seen. So, 
I, I know what happens in this episode because it was just all over Twitter. I couldn't escape it. But, um, yeah, I mean, even with that ending, clearly she's not going to be around for the finale of it, probably. Like, I, I don't know. I hope she's got more to do in Death Valley. But we'll see. But, I mean, I, uh, I... I think she is an anchor for the show, though, especially after Jessica left. Um, whether you think she's the best actress in the world or not, I mean, she's very just synonymous with the show, and it'll be sad to see her leave. But the way the show is, of course, she can always come back. So I think she'll, I think she'll be back. I don't think it's the last we've ever seen of her. She did look very lovely in her red dress the other night. She did. That was a great look for her. Um, yes. So. You know, plus, you know, we'll eventually get an, a, a second season of Ratched, or Ratched, 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 I, strange name for a show, which I thought was a, which literally could have been another season of American Horror Story. It was like yep. that kind of wacky. So, Never you know, <laughs> oh, it's so good. We need to, that's, that, that should be a spinoff that we do where we watch and recap Ratched. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be. It'll be sad if she leaves, but the show will go on, and hopefully she'll come back for that meta season that I want to happen, where all the actors play themselves. That's what I want to see. I think she would definitely come back for that. So, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. But, moving on to some more comments, comments, comments that were made by miss lily rabe she has been on the press junket lately i i feel like there's a new quote by her like every week so she um had noted that double feature is actually gonna be the first time that she's playing multiple characters in one in season. season yes um interesting so this you know 10 years in this is the first time she's doing that and that her dream crossover for seasons would be Asylum and Coven or Asylum and Red Tide. And those questions of sanity and psychological torture are always the winners in terms of what I find the most absolutely compelling. But I also really love witches, which, you know. We love her. I mean, she's arguably probably one of the most iconic of the Coven witches, so... I don't think it's the last that we've seen of her. She gets some live performances from Stevie. I mean, talk about... She always be getting them, too. Literally, I can't can't wait for Apocalypse when Stevie Nicks just shows up just because she's been in hell. She's like, let me come sing to you and make it better. Let me come make it better, sweetie. And you're like, okay, that works. That works for her. It literally works for her. It's amazing. So It's little small things like that that makes me like this... It's a little, like, I don't know. I love that. Um, all right. So, on to the main event. We're going to be diving into Freak Show episodes three and four. These were the, quote-unquote, like, Halloween episodes of the show. Are you ready, Haley Grace? Are you ready? No. Probably not, because you, this is, I think, really, really where you clocked out of watching the show, so I think you really don't know what you're talking about here, either, so that's going to be really fun. Probably not. All right, well, let's start I'm with I'm actually that. over here <laughs> distracting myself. It's fine. She's like, anything to not have to read this. I gotta make this font bigger. Really? It's huge. What, are you fucking blind? <laughs> it's not huge on it's my end. It's big to me. It's all in bold and, like probably also going to take my glasses off while i read it too oh my god you are 90 years old <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot i cannot see oh i am god. blind i am too actually I think I'm, a I'm literally holding it like three what inches you, away from my face need? what do you need to, to make read yourself this. read better glasses <laughs> An eye doctor. So, let's dive into episode three, Edward Mordrake, part one. So, at the American... <laughs> so, so. So. <laughs> so, at 
the American Morbidity Museum, Stanley, who is wearing a disguise as Dr. Sylvester Mansfield. <laughs> Me. <laughs> and his lovely assistant, Maggie, disguised as Mrs. or Miss Rothschild, attempt to sell a specimen to the museum. The curator runs a background check on Stanley and determines that he's a fake. He's a fraud. He is not the real deal. You are not the father. And the museum <laughs> guide is like, yo, we pay a lot of money for a legit specimen. Like, that you get it one of them little freak shows. And a light bulb. And so they go to one of the two remaining freak shows in Florida. Which just happens to be Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. Actually, this is probably the storyline that I think is the strongest in this season is the like um the the Stanley's quest to like basically kill all the freaks and have them in the the Ripley's believe it or not like actually really like kind of like that you story. die so i can stuff your body and put I you love in a that i don't think they even Ew. stuff it like they pretty much like put them in formaldehyde and just like i'm going up. to ferment you Ew, i don't like that word fermentation it's <laughs> disgusting okay continue <laughs> so ethel visits dr myron bonham and he diagnoses her with cirrhosis of the liver and gives her six months to a year to live. She's uh, herself to death. Which What, what yeah. else do you have to do at the freak show? Not much. Mm-mm. So back at the show, all the carnies are like, this is what I will not be doing on the Halloween. And they tell the legend of Edward Mordrake to the twins and he was a noble Englishman with a face on the back of his head kind of like um, in Harry Potter (laughs) (laughs) and and that new movie Malignant (laughs) okay but more importantly like Harry Potter (laughs) listen I already got voices in my head last thing I need is an actual head on the back of my head no. Telling you what to do. No, ma'am. Get the stone. Get the stone. I That's can't. all I Could can hear imagine? in my head. Could you imagine Voldemort on the back of your head being like, telling you what to do? No, I can die. I tell him to shut the fuck up. Be like, I'm not killing Harry Potter, sir. I'm gonna need you to calm. I'm not down. committing murder, sir. Murder. Murder. Ah, uh, Judas. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, he's like in Harry Potter has a face on the back of his head and he did try to kill the face and he went cuckoo bananas because of this. So his family sent him to the loony bin Mm -hmm. and he ran away to the circus and on Halloween night he murdered them all and then hung himself. So... The legend says that if they perform, he will appear and take them with him to the netherworld. Yes, they Nether don't perform world. on Halloween. So, yeah. There's that little story. Um, <laughs> and Jimmy... Jimmy basically calls bullshit on this, and he's like, he ain't real. You just tell that shit every year to get everyone scared. And then jumps down Ethel's throat when she's like, it happened to my troop. It happened to the last little show I was in. Yeah. And Little does does he know that his mother was just like given six months to live like five hours before. Yeah. And she was a little bit deep in the sauce. Mm Mm-hmm. So... 
they have words and then they have they do have words just avoid the deep stuff so yeah like every good american family does yeah just kidding <laughs> no thank you okay so at mott manor dora is in her woody the woodpecker costume <laughs> played played hold on by the immaculate miss patty labelle on american horror story put those two words together that, that, that those are more than two words patty labelle american horror story as the maid in a woody woodpecker costume iconic yes actually though iconic and we see Dandy having a temper tantrum because he's five years old. And it's because Gloria gave him his Halloween costume, which is a Howdy Doody costume. <laughs> and he did not want that. He decides that he's going to create his own costume out of it and comes dressed as a clown. He then... Holds a knife and threatens Dora. Killer, <laughs> killer clown instincts right there. And she is not having it. Um, she said, "Look, I know what you've been doing. You've been killing these animals, and you ain't got what it takes to kill a person." But she literally reads him. She's like, "You are not gonna do it." She is not scared of him. Yeah. And he pops back at her and tells her to mind her own business and that he hates her and runs away like a little boy. And she's like, son, I hate you too. too. (laughs) (laughs) It is mutual. So, yeah. Um, In... Where are we at? Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, this is a uh, twisty, um, like Uh-oh. stealing some more kids. So in a neighborhood, uh, little Jessie is being teased by her older brother, Mikey. Mikey. It's really Mike, but I'm calling him Mikey. Mikey. For my own twist this is, on this. this. This is your, that, that's your fun <laughs> for the week, right? That was my twist on it. Oh, I just got that. Hee <laughs> hee. So, yeah, um, Twisty comes up behind Mikey, he screams, and their mom comes running upstairs, and she's like, where's Mike? And Jessie's like, standing there with her finger pointing out the window. She said, uh, he was, he, he got got. Uh, this big old clown came in here, and he done took him. Snatched. Much like an alien abduction. <laughs> From Dora. <laughs> That's what happens out in Dora. You go get got. Actually, though, yeah. So, yeah. um, Back at the show, uh, a new friend arrives. But is she a new friend? You know... I don't think she can decide. That's the problem with her. She is on. She's playing too many, too many games. She's on too many fences, and it does not work out for her. So yeah, uh, Maggie arrives and is like, "I'm a fortune teller. I need a job." Same bitch. Jimmy's like, "Uh, if you can convince Elsa, then okay." And so they try to convince Elsa that she's she's an actual fortune teller. And Elsa's dumb as fuck. <laughs> she <laughs> she uh, uses all of her observations um, about who Elsa is and uses that. And 
Maggie claims to see Elsa singing and thunderous applause erupting from the crowd and that a man with dark hair will take her to stardom. Elsa hires her right on the spot. She said, you can join if you tell me You're how hired. great I am every night. So yeah, then we see Maggie calling Stanley on a fe- on a payphone to tell him gross all about it. And he's excited because they've struck gold and uh Maggie's like, but I don't know if I wanna murder them. Ooh Turmoil. Turmoil. This reminds me her fake reading okay every halloween at my church they used to have like this quote-unquote fortune teller which i think was pretty much against catholic beliefs but that's a different rabbit hole and they would line the kids up outside this door and they would ask like they had like a guy that would stand outside the door and ask you questions and it and then he would go into the room and then he would come back out and be like oh it's time for you to go in and see the fortune teller. Okay, it never dawned on me until, like, I don't know, years later, that he was asking you questions and then telling the fortune teller so that she could say things that you didn't know she knew. We were bamboozled at church. Scarred for life. Bamboozled. And it left an impact. It left a mark. Anyways, I'm not affected. Um, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> Bamboozled. That's what Haley Grace was. Haley Grace was bamboozled into me doing this podcast. Literally. (laughs) It'll be fun, I said. Uh huh. So yeah, um, in the in his trailer, um, Dell is pumping iron while. How did I say her name? Desiree, you can't say that Desiree name. Desiree <laughs> tries to get his libido going, and when she whines about it, Dell gets erratic and is like, "You won't respect me, woman." A toxic man. And so uh, just men. Yeah, Desiree's like, "Back up!" First of all, second of all. I'm I'm gonna leave if you if you act erratic like that again, and then she walks out the trailer. It's like every woman in Dora does. Probably. <laughs> um. So after that, Dell leaves as well, and he crosses paths with Ethel. And um, she's like, "What it's was like, that what'd about? What you do now? <laughs> what was that all about?" What's going on over here? What's the tea? And then continues to ask him more questions. And he tells her that their love wasn't real. And that he probably should have been a better dad to Jimmy. And she tells Del that he is not to ever reveal to Jimmy that he is the father and um, Dell's like, "What's going on, sis?" And Ethel's like, "I'm dying." And she she's like, like that <laughs> "I'm dying." She's like, "Will you just take care of Jimmy when I'm gone? Thanks. Bye bye." We're not doing justice to whatever accent Kathy Bates is doing this season because it is bananas i can't even do it it's kind of like this it's like kind of like a boston accent and, but it's like i don't know it's i don't know what this accent is but it is so funny to me i don't either because i've never watched that you say that like it's a badge of honor or something it is i'm pulling all of this recap out of your ass out of thin air <laughs> No, you're not. It's called me producing this podcast and giving you a script. 
scripted series. This is a scripted series. Just kidding. I just never watched this, so <laughs> I know nothing about it. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, Bet has a horrible nightmare where she has been separated from Dot. And Dot was like, woohoo, separation, let's go. This separation makes no sense either. And, yeah. I don't know. Well, Maybe. No, because, like, the way that they're conjoined. You would not have the whole body. You'd only have half a body. Yeah, or if you remove the head, then your other head's, like, on the other side of your body. It did not, none of it makes any sense. Did she well, just anyway, yawn? You just fucking yawn. I just yawn. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna yawn. Forget you can't. Okay. Myself. Anyways, keep going. Dot tells Bet that she's gonna find a doctor that'll separate them. Even if the other person dies, just so at least one of them can have happiness. That is not a good deal. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and she's so like, they well, go, one of us is gonna die, but the other one will be happy. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yes. Sounds great. Can't wait. And so they go to rehearse because they ain't scared of no ghost. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so they're going to rehearse because they ain't scared of the Mordrake legend. And Paul and Eve are like, yo, you probably shouldn't do that. And Elsa comes in and she's like, yo, you probably should because we don't believe in that nonsense. And um, Dot asks Elsa to wait so that they can do their rehearsal first and then Elsa can have the stage. Um, And Elsa demands that all of the other carnies go get their things to practice. And she performs (laughs) Lana Del Rey's Gods and Monsters. Okay, it's one of the best Lana Del Rey songs, but... El- but Jessica Lang singing Lana Del Rey, who held a gun to her head? I would love to know that conversation. I would love to know when she read the script, Elsa sings Lana Del Rey. She's like, who the fuck is Lana Del Rey? You know that Jessica Lang don't know who the fuck Lana Del Rey is. I. She might. What if she does? What if she's like, she don't I live own under all a rock. I didn't say she lived under a rock. I don't know. Jessica Lane just doesn't. You're acting not strike like she's me. uncultured swine. No, that is you. Um, no, no, no. I just. No. I'm sorry. I don't think Jessica Lane knows who the fuck Lana Del Rey is. I don't. Anyway, while she's performing this, Edward Mordrake appears in a green mist and is entranced by the music much like my nephew watching Coco Melon. <laughs> Top. And he enters a the cult. to watch her sing. <laughs> a baby cult. That's what it is. It's, that's a baby cult. I, my dad calls it Cocaine Melon and uh, I He's right. Just, I'm like, it's his daily dose of subliminal messaging. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it's like my mom says it's like Barney was when we were little. But I, was, like, I was just I about just to say, like I'm we were glad that not we, on that level. No, I'm just glad that we grew up with very, like, you know, structured, great shows like Bananas and Pajamas, Barney, uh, I mean, Roly Poly Oly. I mean, come on. All Cocomelon is is nursery rhymes, basically. But it's putting it's you into songs. like a trance. It's putting you like into a trance. Like, though. he will not move it's so funny no he's in a trance literally he's like the feral people (laughs) no feral baby not the baby not not the baby not samuel tarley the little baby you don't even know who samuel tarley is because you're uncultured swine who the hell is that it's in a game of thrones i don't watch game of hoes okay you should watch Game of, Game of Thrones. It's good. I'm good. I'll stick with the quality television that we're discussing right now. Have you ever watched Yellowstone? I haven't. I, I would actually watch you that, should. You should watch that one as well. Game of Thrones and Yellowstone. 
Have you ever watched Sons of Anarchy? I've seen some of Sons of Anarchy. I Sons feel of Anarchy. like you like would if also If I watched enjoy it, that. I would probably like yeah, get into it. It's got a lot of uh, what violence. <laughs> I do like violence. <laughs> I'm a very well structured human being. Obviously. Okay, quit talking so I can finish. You're this. the one listing off shows <laughs> that I can watch besides the ones we're talking about. Okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> Mordrek appears in Ethel's trailer and confirms that the superstition is true. Surprise, like, bitch! The second face is a lie detector. <laughs> and he's like, how'd you end up here? And they show a flashback of Ethel in a popular burlesque show with Dell, And he told her to go solo as a classical actor and the show tanked. That's why you don't listen to men. Um, Mordrake's whispering face uh, revealed some darker secrets and Ethel admits that in order to make money um, they sold tickets to the birth of Jimmy. And then after Jimmy was born, they started charging people to hold the freak. Um, Mordrake is moved. Ethel is distraught and is ready to just be done with it all. But he disappears. Yeah, pretty much the little voice on the back of his head says, like, she's not the one. Yeah, much like Harry Potter. Get the stone! <laughs> I'm going to put that in sound clip of here if I can find it. <laughs> Get the stone! And then, like, remember he, like, flies across the room and you're like, oh. This is how it ends. This well, is how it ends. I'm 11 years old. <laughs> when I make my move, you're free <laughs> Night to, to E4. this episode please yes um so dandy in his little clown costume visits the bus captives and tries to lure them with some candy so that he can stab them but he's interrupted when twisty brings a new pet um an unconscious mikey dun 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 and that's the end goodbye I, listen twisty keeps is Anytime Twisty sees Dandy, he's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> he's like, "Who? why are you here? Why does the little trick keep showing up at my Why are you cosplaying stop? me? Not my bus stop. Why are you cosplaying, <laughs> why are you cosplaying me, bitch? Ugh, okay. So yes, that is episode three, Edward Mordrake, part one. And now we will move swiftly into episode four, Edward Mordrake, part two. Episode four, Edward Mordrake, part two. <laughs> hey. So, Mordrake is continuing to seek out a pure freak um, for his spirit carny troop. <laughs> and he goes to visit Susie and Paul, and they tell their stories. And um, Susie's like, I have a spinal condition, and that meant the doctors had to cut my legs off when I was two. My parents uh, didn't want me and left me on the doorstep of an orphanage. I stabbed a man. <laughs> um, 
Same. When I was begging for change on the street because I was angry about it. And Paul here was born with his condition and he had a plan to get his entire body tattooed but stopped before his face was covered um, because he has a good face and he could have done great things if he just had a normal body. And so more Drake's like, no, nah, I don't want either of y'all. Bye. You are the winkest link. Goodbye. And he gets to Elsa. And um, she assumes that he was just, oh my gosh, this woman. Singing Lana Del Rey. <laughs> like, whoa, I have found some talent. Um, Yeah, she thinks that he's just like awestruck with her and insists that he need that she needs a new arranger for her music and um more drake gets upset he is frustration station and he forcibly removes her prosthetic legs and she's like please i'm not one of them and then she has to tell her story Oh, it's a good one, too. And here we go. Buckle up, ladies and gents. Elsa worked as a dominatrix in a brothel in Germany that catered to extreme violent fetishes. (laughs) She was abducted and drugged to participate in a film. A snuff film. A film. A snuff film. No, I was putting emphasis on the word film. That way we knew. Film. Film. (laughs) And they chopped off her legs. And she was rescued by one of her clients. But, I mean, they had already took her legs. And that's when Voldemort whispers... (laughs) That she's the one, the girl they've been looking for. That was Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid, just so yes. you know. Okay. Thank you. Um, he is ready to end her, but stops when he hears some music playing. Ooh, who's coming up next? She's the one. Uh, so while this is happening, Jimmy and Maggie go for a little, um adventure out in the woods uh don't they know feral people live out there and they should not be out there vintage feral people (laughs) (coughs) so yeah they're wandering in the woods uh to avoid being arrested for being out past curfew and they witness twisty chasing one of his captives who's gotten out twisty catches her and carries her back um, Jimmy's like, well, we should follow. And Maggie's like, uh, uh, should we? Should we know? I feel like we shouldn't. Um, but they are spying on Twisty and Danny comes up and knocks him upside the head behind them in his clown costume. You're a clown. Yeah. And they awaken to Dandy giving uh, the other captives a show, and Twisty is playing a toy piano. Uh, Maggie gets put in a box, and Dandy's going to saw her in half when Jimmy is like, be free, and knocks Dandy over, and Jimmy yells for everyone to run, and Dandy rises, fuming with anger, because he's a five-year-old. So, yeah, um, Twisty is about to kill Jimmy when Jimmy disappears and Mordrake appears. Um, Twisty is asked to tell his story. And he's like, but first you're going to have to take that mask off. And he eventually does it. He speaks slowly and tells the story of how he was just a regular clown traveling around making balloon animals but he was bullied by the other carnies and um they accused him of t- 
taking advantage of young patrons. And so Twisty's like, I'm getting out of this circus. And he starts to make toys from garbage and tries to sell the toys. And um, he has an incident that triggers his memories from his abuse at the circus. And Twisty tries to kill himself with a shotgun and he did not succeed. And instead he just shot off his jaw. And we see him working at, then working for Elsa with his uh, grinning mask to cover up his jaw. And he talks about how all the children forgot that they loved him. And so he had the idea to just create an audience. So he um, abducted people and he has a babysitter for the children that he wanted to collect. That was the girl that he took he says that he is completely okay with all the decisions and everything makes sense saying that he saved them from their mean mean parents and that he is a good clown that's why I don't like him he scares me it's not even no this is the complete opposite of scaring me this this to me is probably one of like the dumbest villain decisions on this show i don't need this backstory i don't want him to be humanized they completely like unplug to what made him scary by like telling us about him i don't need to know why he doesn't have a jaw why does Michael Myers wear the mask? I don't know, because he found it at a store. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need that. Like, I don't I don't need this. It, 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 they could have had him as, like, the villain all season. But then they were like, you know what? Let's make him human. And it's dumb. It's dumb. I don't like it. Whatever. <laughs> I don't like clowns, and that just gives me more justification on not liking them so yeah Mordrake decides that twisty is the one the one he's been looking for that's the girl (laughs) um and stabs him to death while jimmy watches and twisty spirit awakens surrounded by Mordrake's spirit troop and they accept him and his jaw is normal again. And Dandy comes across Twisty's body and takes his mask, implying that he's going to continue on as the new Twisty. Twisty um, 2.0. Basically. Jimmy and Maggie tell the Popo everything, and they're now heroes for saving all the captives. Jimmy tells officers that Meep was a hero and says that someone will pay for his death. Um back at the back at the ranch at the at the show. Um Jimmy tells Elsa that Mordrake has take, taken his victim but doesn't say Hugh and says that um they no longer have a curfew and A crowd has come to thank Jimmy for finding all the children, and Elsa invites them to attend the show. No, not just attend the show. Buy tickets and attend the show. Okay, well. It's a sold-out show. It worked. Elsa tells Dot and Bet. Is that her name? I just had a brain fart. (laughs) Send hope. That they have been demoted um, because Stanley is there as Richard Spencer, a talent scout from Hollywood. Or no, so Elsa no, thinks. That's not the reason. It literally says Elsa tells Dot and Bet that they're acting. Stanley, like, it's like she tells them that and then Stanley comes up. I just said that and you just did not listen. 
Do you want me to say it again? If you want to. Because Elsa tells Dot and Bet that their act has been demoted because Stanley has introduced himself as Richard Spencer, a talent scout from Hollywood, to Elsa. Oh, okay. I say thought you were. Oh, okay. okay. Shut up. Um, so Dandy comes home dressed as a clown, wearing the mask, and Dora yells at him for being dressed up, and he slits her throat. And she's like, you ain't gonna kill me. And he's like, you wanna bet? Okay, and that is where we end Edward Mordrake Part 2. We have, we're only four episodes in, and they killed off their main villain for the season. What a great decision they made. Ooh, fun. I hate it. I hate it. It is they, what it is. I just feel like, ah, they just could have done so much more with him, and they just didn't. Like, you created this actually somewhat scary clown, and you don't really do anything with him, but, like, give him a ringling They bring him back Bailey. later. They do, but, like, oh, God. Even in when that he's one season in cult, y- yes. Okay, but even then, I'm like, he's not scary. He's like a comic book character in that season. I'm like, y'all got me fucked up. Ugh, God. Well, there's that. Um, yeah, decisions were made that I don't agree with, but here we are. Um, so with that in mind, we. We'll move on to our next category, Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. My monsters, the ones you call depraved, they are the beautiful, heroic ones. They offer their oddity to the world. They provide a laugh or a fright to people in need of entertainment. And in these episodes, uh, we have... Some people of note. We first have Miss Patty LaBelle as Dora, the Mott uh, housekeeper maid. Um, and she, my friends, she's an icon. She was technically in episode two, um, and then we kind of forgot to mention her. But uh, she really has her her moments in these two episodes and I honestly never thought we would see someone like Patty LaBelle on American Horror Story. I honestly think that once Stevie Nicks was on American Horror Story, some of these people were like, Oh, okay. I see. It's like a great way to introduce yourself to a younger audience. So Stevie Nicks continuing to pave the way for celebrities to come as we will see next season. And then we have Mr. Wes Bentley as Edward Mordrake making his first appearance in the series. Now, uh, he's guest starring this season, but next season he will have a starring role in Hotel. So those are our, our um, main guest stars in these episodes. Um, so now we will move on to our final category of the week. The Briarcliff jukebox. Pack a camel? No, Gerard, it's not a cigarette machine. It's a great big music box! And for our maiden number, I would like to dedicate this one to our newest resident, patient number G2573, Miss Judy Martin. Enjoy. And with this season being a period piece, there are a lot of songs that are, you know, synonymous with the 50s, like Gods and Monsters by Lana Del Rey. Uh, I'm just kidding. Goodbye. <laughs> I can't. Um, yeah, here we are once again with a song not from this decade that we're singing. Um, it just really pulls you out. It really just pulls you out of the moment because you're like that is that is a new song especially then at like 20 what 2014 when this season was airing like that was like a brand new song pretty much it came out like 2013 so yeah um i mean i think that jessica gives quite the performance of gods and monsters but 
don't think she should have been singing that song. But I'll move on from that. Um, a, a couple other songs that are more period to the time. We have Innocence Lost by Sworn Enemy, which I feel like is a brand new band. Yeah, that's actually not... That's actually a new song. Yeah. I learned something in real time, so you're welcome. Um, and then there is Lazy Daisy by The Gold Tunes. There is a German song that I cannot pronounce by Greta Keller. And then Road to Utah by Pierre Ubu. So... <laughs> what was that? I'm thinking his name is Pierre Ubu. It's because it's U-B-U. So it's, I'm pretty sure it's pronouncing mm. Ubu. If I messed your name up, I'm very sorry. No disrespect at all. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like there's, like, a lot of good um, music from the time, actually, further into the season. I just feel like these first couple episodes, they were really pumping out these these hits that were not at all from the actual time. Um, and... I think once we get past Edward and Mordrick episodes, is I, I think they kind of dip a little further into the actual 1950s era, in for, you know, as far as songs and aesthetics. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like this season really takes a turn from here and once they kill off Twisty and... It kind of just, to me, spirals out of control. Like, they're just kind of doing any storyline they can. Or I think the Elsa storyline, trying to be like the Queen of Hollywood, is just kind of weak. And I feel like she just got a much more compelling story with even Fiona Good. Because I feel like there was much more at stake with that character being like the supreme and then Elsa's like I I want to be famous like that's literally her storyline hey I want to, I be, want to famous. be famous so I'm not really sure why Jessica considers this her best character because it's her weakest story but if she wants to have that conversation I would gladly have it with her um so yeah from here on out these episodes are just all over the place but I do think that the one storyline that is probably the strongest that continues is the um, selling of freaks to the American Morbidity Museum. I think that is a probably the strongest through line throughout the rest of the season that we will see. Um, so that is about all that we have for this week. Where can everyone find you, Haley Grace, if they would like to stalk you on the internet? Oh, my mic was muted. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> At HGH Evans on all platforms. All platforms. You can find me, Taylor, on Twitter at Taylor, D-H-E-R-T-Y, on Instagram at Taylor, D-H-E-R-T-Y 93. And then you can find this program on Twitter and Instagram at DieInTheirPod. Please interact with us. Say nice things. We greatly appreciate it. And then, while you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and give us a nice review. You know, a good five stars, a nice little comment that we're amazing and we have all of our shit together because we clearly do. And um, try not to say anything mean because it'll hurt my feelings. So, yeah, there's that. All right, we will see you guys next time. Say bye, Haley Grace. Goodbye. <laughs> she does not give a fuck anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> bye.